Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. We are about to break uh, some, or I guess go over some breaking news that uh, Woj just dropped. But uh, first, I'd like to welcome Patrick Cushman back to the show. How are you doing tonight, Patrick? I'm doing well, especially uh, sitting here with a nice ice-cold Sunny D to uh, refresh me after a long day. Shameless plug for a uh, product that does not sponsor us. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> no, they could. They could. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're we're ahead of the curve. You hear that, Sunny D? Uh, if you need any anyone to give you some free advertising, uh, Dormer Speed Podcast has you covered. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL coming up in just a bit. Uh, but we just heard, like, bro, Woj Bomb just broke literally minutes ago saying that Russell Westbrook got sent to the Houston Rockets for uh, John Wall. Both kind of injury-prone players, I think, obviously. Uh, or, yeah, Westbrook's probably the better player in the deal slightly. I don't know. What are your impressions of this, uh, Trey? What do you make of it? Well, I think... Um, this kind of shows what the Rockets and the entire NBA kind of thinks about Russell Westbrook. Um, so he was with um, Oklahoma City, could not work with Paul George, Carmel Anthony, that kind of big three. Goes to Houston, can't really work well with James Harden. They struggled through a lot of last season. Now, it was a weird year, but they did struggle. Mike D'Antoni left after the year. And so is Russell Westbrook, and he's going for John Wall, who's aging, um, and a first-round pick. So I think that Russell Westbrook is kind of seen as almost an overrated player to a certain extent. He can't shoot. He relies a lot on athleticism, um, which is waning as he grows older. And he's kind of got a little bit of an attitude to him. Um, and I think that's kind of um, – and you could see Harden get moved as well. Um, they have talked about the Rockets kind of reshaping that. Um, so we'll see. I don't think this is the last piece that the Rockets kind of do. I think there's more moves to come on this front. I agree with you. They already added DeMarcus Cousins. So I think that piece gives them kind of a big man in the middle because they really lacked the center last year, and it hurt them against the Lakers. But kind of going off of what you were saying, I mean, this trade, if John Wall is healthy, I think the Houston Rockets fleeced them in this trade because, as you said, uh, Westbrook can't really shoot anymore. He's getting up there in age. He's had some injury problems as, as um, uh, himself. So both of these guys kind of injury-prone players. But John Wall's a much better shooter. I think he's going to come into a role where he, he hasn't really been in a winning situation before. I think he'll be more fine deferring to uh, uh, Harden more than Russell Westbrook was. And if you're Russell Westbrook, you started complaining about a trade after you know uh, getting traded for you. First, you can you want to leave the uh, Thunder, so you asked for a trade. Now you're with the Rockets. You asked for another trade, and so you got what you wanted. You're going to be on a losing team and irrelevant in a couple of years. So uh, have fun in the twilight because he could have been competing for a title. I think in Houston, if they, if they were a one or two pieces away, I think he kind of blew it. Uh, so you know he can have fun chucking up bricks in Washington. I'm sure they will love him up there. Um, yeah, I think this is a kind of a new identity. I think the kind of Bradley Beal, John Wall appeal in Washington where you're not winning. Uh, you kind of need to freshen things up. In addition, like Russell Westbrook, he does bring a brand. He does bring n- big name recognition. This kind of might be more of a media-type move, merchandise-type move, rather than a basketball move. I agree. Uh, moving on to the NFL. We had... It was an interesting week because there wasn't a whole lot of very good games, 
but there's definitely a lot of storylines to talk about. And I we had a podcast episode that just dropped earlier today. If you haven't checked it out, definitely do. But uh, spark notes of it. I, I made a case. I think Derrick Henry should be a front runner right now for NFL MVP. I think he has a legitimate case. Uh, I think with Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's been excellent, and he's probably the best player in football, but he's in a much better situation. And we saw last year when he got hurt for a couple games, Matt Moore came in, and he filled in nicely. Alex Smith put up big numbers before him. So Derrick Henry, on the other hand, if you take him off that Titans team, I don't know how good they are. You saw him march in to Indianapolis with a pretty good defense. Now, I might mind you, they're missing DeForest Buckner, but he ran rough shot all over him. I mean, that was a, one of the more dominating performances I've ever seen in an NFL game. So I think he has a legit shot, and he's been doing this all year. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, um, Derrick Henry definitely has made that case, and like you say, um, and with the, the Mahomes comparison that you made, it was kind of almost like LeBron when he was in the MVP conversation. Like, everyone knew he was really good. Everyone knew he was probably the best player. But that was just his standard. And Mahomes is kind of like just doing Patrick Mahomes things, which is great, but it doesn't stand out to us. But Derrick Henry, yeah, you take him out of that Titans offense, you're relying on, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. And I don't think they're that good of a team um, if you're relying on that. So um, he has made the case, and he might be the biggest impact player. player. But I also want to say Russell Wilson, with as bad a defense they've had, he's led them to wins. And Aaron Rodgers is having a renaissance of a year. And um, is putting up 2011-2014 uh, type numbers. So he's had a good year as well. Season's not over yet. I still think we have a few more big games um, to play, and that'll kind of filter out who's who and or whatnot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Russell Wilson, I mean, they're definitely still in the race. I, Derrick Henry hasn't even been mentioned, though, and I feel like it's kind of turned into a quarterback award. So it'd be kind of nice to see someone other than a quarterback win, especially because, like, Derrick Henry, like – I, I, this team would be nowhere with the p- defense is in the middle of the pack, and I think Ryan Tannehill has been a very good quarterback, but like Derrick Henry's making him look like a franchise guy because so much pressure mm-hmm. is taken off of him. And I think you you can see uh, that last game they got a lead and they weren't going to give it up because all they had to do was run the ball with Henry. And so especially in the playoffs, it gets colder. You don't want to throw the ball as much. He's the type of guy that can take over a game, and he gets better as the season goes on. So. Uh, that's why that's why that's why he should at least be in the conversation now if not in the lead I would have Mahomes two, uh Wilson three and I think Rodgers I guess is a guy that's kind of flying under the radar as well because he's having a sneaky good year you haven't really heard much about him uh, either so I think that's that's an excellent point um, you want to talk about uh, rookie of the year uh, one of your fellow SIU alumni uh, putting up some big numbers I'll give you the floor for this one yeah uh, Jeremy Chin uh, from Southern Illinois University um, he is, what was that defensive, defensive, defensive? His name was Atwater. He, he's related, related. Forget his first name. His last name was Atwater. He played in the league for a lot of years. Um, but he's like the grandson or nephew of it, of him. Um, I should, probably should have looked that up before the show. But anyways, um, it's from Fishers, Indiana. It's just outside of, uh, Indianapolis. And, um, so he comes from a small school like SIU. SIU is not, you know, a big school. It's not a big football school or FCS in the MOVO. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Comes in, second-round draft pick. You know, everyone, you know, no, well, not a lot of people knew about him. I uh, I would assume, you know, going into the draft, a lot of casual fans wouldn't know, but he's one of the best safeties. Comes in, drafted second round. And in the span of two two or three plays, I think he had two touchdowns. Yeah, two, play, so two plays from scrimmage in a row. He gets yeah. a fumble recovery, and then he had a strip and score. Like, two, like 
11 game seconds apart, which was, you know, that's the biggest thing SIU has ever ever done pretty much in far, as far as the world in athletics go. So, um, SIU, as many of you know, I do go to SIU. So there was a big moment. Everyone at SIU was hype about him. Um, and he's made, he's, that, that was probably his big highlight moment, but he's consistently had a good year this year. And he is definitely, I think, after last game, the front runner for defensive rookie of the year. I, I would agree with you. I, I, the guy I have circled, and he kind of show, he showcases talents on Thanksgiving. Antonio Gibson is a guy I think uh, that'll probably run away with it on the offside, offensive side of the football. Uh, he's been excellent for Washington. Um, for right, putting up a big numbers, score the ball. I mean, that's the team with not a whole lot of weapons too either. So they're kind of keying in on him and Terry McLaurin, and he's still being able to put up. Pretty uh, significant numbers. That's the guy I like. But I, I agree with you. The uh, Panthers are kind of another team that's they're going to be good in a couple years, and he, he's one of the reasons why because he that, that put him on yeah. the map that two touchdown game. But like you said, he's been playing very solid football all season long. Now I will say on the offensive side of the ball, I um, mentioned Gibson. Um, now is this offensive? Obviously, we had a big draft class of quarterbacks: um, Herbert, Tiger, Viola, Burrow, who's injured so he's probably not going to win it i assume love who hasn't played but um uh herbert and tagaviola have played well now tagaviola is on the bench but herbert can also be in that conversation and will they give it to herbert because he's the quarterback and quarterbacks always seem to have an advantage in this sort of um scenario like dak prescott he won rookie of the year over ezekiel elliott although i think most people think ezekiel elliott had a better season so um, that also is a name to watch on the offensive side of the ball, especially if they're a little bit biased towards quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, a couple weeks ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said it was a two-person race, race between Burrow and Herbert. Uh, what could concern me, Washington has a chance to slip in the playoffs. And if they do it on the back of Terry McLaurin, that's going to help them a lot, uh, especially because uh, the Chargers have not been very good this year. And it's no fault of Herbert's, but like I don't know if they're going to put record as a factor, but... Uh, you know, I think as a quarterback, if it came down to the two of them, he's probably going to have more impressive stats, so he'd definitely be the favorite, but I still like Gibson. He'd be my pick. He was kind of the under-the-radar candidate, and so I might sneak in here. Uh, moving on, we got... Interesting, it's an interesting time of the year, because after Thanksgiving, you know, you can kind of tell, weed out who's a contender, who's a pretender, I'm going to go off a list of teams. We did this once earlier in the year with Marshall. I'm interested to see what you say, and there's kind of been some new teams and some shuffling around. So are they good? I'll ask it, and we'll, we'll do this. Do you think they can win a playoff game or be like a Super Bowl contender? But at least to win a playoff game, that's how we'll describe them as a contender. First team I'd like to start off with has kind of been an anomaly all season. I'm going the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think they're a contender uh, or pretender? I think they're a pretender. Um, they've given up a lot of points. Their defense isn't there. I think they're a draft away from being good. They've played some good teams. They beat the Chiefs. Um, but they're just one piece away, one defensive playmaker away. But as of right now, I have them as a pretender. I, I think I agree with that. That game against Atlanta was kind of inexcusable there. Right. Um, and I, the AFC, I think, is the better 
conference this year, I don't see them making a playoff game because if they do get in, they're going to have to face a Chiefs or someone along those lines. Next team, this is an interesting one because I think before the season, a lot of people pegged them to be one of the favorites in the AFC. A lot of them had the Super Bowl picks. Uh, they just lost earlier today to the Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens, assuming they're fully healthy, do you think they're a contender or a pretender? I think they are a contender. And uh, every team faces a bit of adversity, um, and that makes them better. That's my belief. And I think this is, you know, kind of that way. Um, you know, they lost today against Pittsburgh. They're third in their division. Um, right now, are they, after the, today's loss, are they, I don't think they're in the playoffs anymore. No. Uh, no, they're, they're not, not right now. So, um, but I think once Lamar Jackson comes back, um, once these COVID injuries, you know, come back, I think they're going to be able to win down the stretch. And we know they have the talent um, to win, but they haven't won a big game yet. And that's kind of their question mark. Um, so are they going to be able to win a big game? It was sad to see um, you weren't able to see Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh um, again, like we would have today. Um, but I think they are a contender. I think they have enough talent and enough pieces to make a playoff run if they are able to figure out how to win a big game. Yeah, that's the concern for me as well because every time Lamar's been in a big spot this year and last year, he's kind of come up short. Playoff game, he didn't play particularly well. Prime time, he hasn't been very good either. You saw against the Chiefs earlier this year, kind of had a poor game. Uh, against the Patriots as well, mind you, that was in a monsoon, so I don't completely blame him for that one. I'm going pretender for them. I think... I don't see them get one. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs as it stands right now. And uh, when they have that whole COVID thing, so it's kind of uncertain that they do get in. It's going to be a tough draw. I I I don't see it happening. Another team, and this one sounds obvious, but I think you watch them play. They play down to their competition a lot. Do you buy the Pittsburgh Steelers and that undefeated record? And it sounds silly to say, but like I'll be. I don't think they're that good of a team. They constantly play down to their competition, and they've had a fairly easy schedule this year too. Yeah, um, I think they're a competitor because good teams always find way to, ways to win, and they consistently have. But this is not like a 2007 Patriots, you know, undefeated where they're, you know, in stride, winning every game. Everyone's, you know, saying, oh, this team's going to win. Eventually they didn't. And I don't think the Steelers are in the end going to, you know, win it all. But I definitely think they're going to contend um, because, like I said, they're well-coached. Um, and they find win ways to win even when they don't play well. We saw that today uh, with Robert Griffin III as their quarterback, and then later Trace McSorley, huge shout-out to him. Um, he actually didn't play that bad. I was very surprised. No, yeah, he but, threw a um, touchdown pass too, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you squeak out a win against that at home, which home field advantage doesn't really matter. Playing on a Wednesday is tough. But um, still, not the kind of convincing win you would have liked to see for a team that's 10-0 playing against a backup quarterback. So I think they're contenders because they find ways to win, and they're well-coached. But in the end, I don't. I, I just don't think it's enough. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, under our criteria, they're a contender because I think they'll win a playoff game or two. I just don't see them being going to the Super Bowl. A couple more on the uh, AFC side. Indianapolis Colts. They've been kind of up and down. I was watching the Phillip Rivers experiments uh, this Sunday, and he just kind of chucks it all over the yard with no regard of who's going to catch it. He just slings that thing everywhere. 
and he's kind of a liability. I'm not going to lie. Are they really that much better off with Phillip Rivers? Because I think they have the same record that they had last year with Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett, when he had his worst games, it's because his receiving core was decimated. I think without DeForest Buckner, that defense is kind of in trouble. I mean, he'll be back. But I, I don't see, I thought this team was a contender early on. Uh, I don't think so anymore. I think they're going to be a first-round playoff exit, even if they do make the playoffs, because they kind of was a crushing loss to them and hurt their division chances this week. Yeah, and like you said, um, if they uh, get into a wild card spot, they're going to be playing, you know, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, um, or someone like a Buffalo. Um, this is they're going to have a tough, if, especially now they're second in the division. They're seven and four. Um, they're going to have a tough playoff matchup. If they don't win this division, that's why I think they're pretenders. They had a good showing against Green Bay um, where they kind of just took over that second half, controlled the ball well. Um, I, I think that's more because the Packers can't stop the run and we kind of got out coached. But um, I think they're a pretender. I just don't think they're all there, especially the quarterback play, like you said. Um, and so I, I, especially if they don't win their division, I don't see them winning a playoff game. I will say this for him. I do enjoy watching Philip Rivers on a weekly basis. He is fun. He just slings that thing. He's always complaining. He likes to trash talk. He is a fun player to watch. So he also, um, and this I noticed at the pairing, he doesn't wear cleats when he's on the turf. He wears like basketball shoes. It was it was super weird. I saw it. I was looking at his feet, and he does not wear cleats. That's that, that was that's interesting. I huh. I I have not noticed that. That's something to keep an eye on. There's a couple times too. That is like footwork looks like. Hor- I mean, there'll be pressure on him, and his footwork's kind of like wacky. He'll just. Well, he's too busy chasing around uh, his kids at home. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, one last team for the AFC. It's the team that just beat the Colts this weekend, Tennessee Titans. Do you think this is a uh, contender? I think they're going to be a, they're a playoff team contender. Like, I, they're they're, they're going to win a playoff game. I think this is actually a Super Bowl contender. I think that the Titans yeah. right now, and I might be overreacting because it was a pretty convincing win, so it might be a spur of the moment thing. But I honestly think the Titans are a team that play really physical. They run the ball well. Ryan Tannehill has the most fourth-quarter comebacks out of any quarterback in the league with eight. A.J. Brown's tough to tackle. You defense trying to uh, tackle him and Derrick Henry in the same game. Good luck with that. I think this is a team that's built for the playoffs. Uh, They're kind of rounding into form. uh, I I think this is the best team, the, the team with the best chance to knock off Kansas City. I really like the Titans. Yeah, uh, I, I do as well, and uh, especially if they win their division. You know, you get that wild card round matchup against a team like the Browns, um, a team like the Dolphins. I think they win that. Um, like you said, this is a team built for the playoffs. This is a physical team. We saw them last year surprise and beat the Ravens. Came up a, a little short against the Chiefs, um, but I think this team has really found their stride and are going to be able to – um, when it comes down to it, when it's fourth quarter and there's four minutes left and it's a close game, they are going to physically be able to grind out a win. It might not be pretty, and they might not be the prettiest team offensively, but they are able to win the big game. So I do believe they are contenders. Shout out Corey Davis, too, from our old stomping grounds of Wheaton. He went to Wheaton, Warrenville no, South, oh, yeah. so there you go. Another 30 <laughs> the DuPage Valley Conference, man, they got a lot of good football players. Justin Jackson, another uh well, I guess he was Glenbar Webb from the uh, Glen Ellen or DuPage area. So no, got he a went to Glenbar North, Justin Jackson. He was DVC. So there you go. Yeah, so all, all over the place there with these DVC players in the NFL. Um, actually, I guess I forgot about the Browns. I don't think they're contenders. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you? Okay, I, did we need to? Yeah, I think they're pretenders too. They've had a very, they've had the easiest schedule in the NFL. They play down their competition. They have one of the hardest. Uh, 
uh, schedule's going down the stretch. I think they lose uh, the ne- their next three games. I think they sneak into the playoffs, but they're just they're not going to win a playoff game. I agree with that. Uh, and on to the NFC. Green Bay Packers. Now, this might surprise you. I, I think it's kind of the same story as last year. I think this team, when they get in the playoffs, they got pushed around by the Colts, which is very telling. They then got pushed around by the Texans. And I guess the laws of... Uh, uh, we transitive property don't really work in the NFL, but I, there's two teams they've played this year where I, I, the Buccaneers game was very concerning to me as well, and they've kind of another team that kind of plays down to the competition a lot. That was an ugly loss to the Vikings. They had the game against Jacksonville wasn't very convincing. I think they need some more help on the defensive side of the football. I don't trust them in the playoffs. Well, we did help our side. of We did sign Tavon Austin, so I think we're going to be fine. Uh, Tavon Austin's going to fix your defensive yeah, problem? Yeah, all seriousness, <laughs> though, yeah, this team does have a glaring issue on run defense. We gave up 100 yards to David Montgomery. Give it, that was, and we don't run, it was on a 58-yard run, but still. The Bears don't I, run the ball on anyone. Like, that's the. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, Montgomery's been averaging, like, 25, 30 yards a game, and then he just busts out a 58-yard run at the first drive. So this team does have a glaring hole, um, and the Bears were able to move the ball for the most part against the Packers, even in the past, which was a little concerning. Like you said, we didn't play that well against Jacksonville. I think the wind had something to do with it, but again, it's Jacksonville. You wish to play a little bit better. Um, the loss against Minnesota, though, kind of showed, like, just hand the ball off. Uh, hand the ball off, control the clock. We saw that in Indianapolis. They were able to control the second half. The second half, uh, the Packers had two three-and-outs, and then that was their last offensive possession. Um, we had a fumbled kickoff, too, which didn't help. And um, the Colts just controlled the second half. They controlled the clock. And that's what you have to do to win football games a lot of times is just to control the clock. Packers are able to control the clock against the Bears because of turnovers. But in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to rely off getting an easy pick um, or, you know, kind of getting a gimme, um, you know, kind of gimme drive where, you know, you miss a couple passes. You're not going to be able to get that. So this team's going to struggle in the playoffs. I do think that. I'm surprised to say that because I've been arguing with Marshall all week about this. He thinks that team is legit. I think, too, it's been very telling. I know they got a lot of flack for their draft and not go, oh, we didn't get Aaron Rodgers another weapon. How come he didn't get another weapon? He came on and talked about this. Right. But, like, I think the bigger travesty, like, that team has plenty of weapons. I think they're fine on the offensive side of the football. The problem is, like, defensively, they probably should have drafted another guy on the defensive end. I think that's what people should have been more upset about, not that they drafted a... Yeah, I mean, I think coming in, I don't think anyone thought Robert Tanyan was going to have as good of his year as he has had. Um, But huge shout out to him, um, undrafted player, really making it work out there. Always worked hard in training camp to make the team. Came from the practice squad. Um, but Alan Lazard's come on. He's done well. MVS has become a deep ball threat. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is having a career uh, career renaissance, like I said before. So this team definitely offensively does not have uh, a lot of issues. They can run the ball too. Um, it's, it's defensively, and I think a lot of I think Mike Patton really is not doing that good of a job. Some of the schemes he's running, it, I don't really you know like too much. So this team going into the playoffs is going to be tough. Um, it's not because of the draft. Yes, they, if they drafted a middle linebacker, that would have helped because – or someone on the interior defensive line, that would have helped because the Packers' kind of defensive scheme is based off rushing off the edge with the Smith bros. Yeah. 
but then when it comes to they run it inside and they overcommit and you give up big gains. So it depends on their matchup. If they get a good matchup, they could win like we saw in New Orleans. Yeah. But if they play a team that's physical, um, good thing the Titans are in the AFC. With the uh, we'll go a couple more teams in the NFC here. Arizona Cardinals. Do you think that's a the contender? I think they're a year away. I, I think defensively, I don't think that offensive style of football translate it's uh, very well. I uh, yeah. I mean, and they're one fluke hail mary from being five and six and not even being in this conversation. Um, they're good. Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray's electric. We've seen that uh, he had a tough loss against Seattle, a hard fought loss, and a good one for a team that young. But like you said, they're a year off. New Orleans Saints with the backup quarterback, assuming Drew Brees doesn't return, because I I think that's a career-ending rib injury. Uh, I think this is a, this team's legit. They're kind of like my my Titans of the NFC. Uh, actually, probably better than the uh, Titans because I think this is a legit. I think this is the best team in the NFC as of right now. Defensively, they're a really stout team. And Taysom Hill, I mean, he's done a nice job. He's a guy that can, can control the book clock. He's going to be able to run it. You got Alvin Kamara there, and Sean Payton's done a nice job. You got a great head coach. I think they have all the pieces necessary to make a Super Bowl run this year. So I think this. I think the Saints are legit even without uh, Drew Brees. I don't know if Taysom Hill can win the big game. I don't know if he can lead a team to a Super Bowl. Um, but the rest of the team is very um, is very well built. They have a very good roster. But we've never seen – I mean, it's easy to beat the Broncos when they're using a wide receiver yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. Huge shout out to that guy, too. I mean, that, I mean like, that imagine sucks. that. You're on the practice squad, like, running scout team routes, and they're like, yeah, you're starting tomorrow. Um, but anyways, um, Taysom Hill – uh, I don't know if he can win the big game. They don't ask him to do a whole lot, though. That's what I like. And what he does well is run the football. So I. And, but there's going to be a situation in the playoff. You're going to be facing good teams, and he's going to have to make a third and seven. Uh, it's going to be third down and seven in the fourth quarter, and he's going to have to make a throw. And will he be able to, you know do that i don't i don't think so maybe but that's why they have Jameis winston who is electric off the bench so the ultimate yeah (laughs) um let's see who else is here that i think they're kind of fraud uh oh the buccaneers another interesting team with tom brady i think they're good I, i think they're legit too they just had kind of a rough stretch of games but uh you know they haven't looked as good in recent weeks what do you think of the bucks um, they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll win a, um, a game, especially if they, uh, cause I think right now they're matched up either against the Packers or would they be against the NFC East team? If they're scheduled, uh, against the NFC East team, hell yeah, they'll win. But I think they'll be able to contend, but I just don't think it's a finished product. I think they're too old. And I don't really think the coaching is all there either. I Bruce Arians got to go. I don't, I think that's yeah that yeah that's the loss of Chris. Uh, we'll wrap it up. If you had to pick three teams from each conference that you think is legit, you, 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 your top three teams is right now. We kind of did this before the season. Just where they stand here. Who do you like? Who do you don't you like? I'll start if you want to give you some time to think about it. AFC. I'm going Chiefs. I like uh, number one. Uh, I got the Titans two, and I got the. We'll probably have to go to the Steelers three. I, I like the Bills number four though. Bills are right; they're, they're hovering around yeah. there. They're a similar team where they can run the ball too and really well coached. The Bears are the Bills are a close four. Uh, I could go either way with them. NFC. Um, 
This one also, I like the, the Saints, uh, number one. Uh, I like the Seahawks, number two. And they had a lot of flack for their defense early on. They were kind of historically bad in the secondary. But since they got Carlos Dunlap, they're leading the NFL in sacks. And all of a sudden, the secondary looks a lot better because the quarterbacks look flustered back there. Carson Wentz had a lot of bodies in his face all day yesterday. Uh, Kyler Murray had trouble with him as well. So I think this team's kind of rounding into form. And you got Russell Wilson, uh, so... They have a legit shot, too. I like them. And number three, I'm going with the Rams. I, I think that's another really physical football team whose style can translate into the postseason. As long as Jared Goff's comfortable, that's my probably third team. Um, yeah, so for me, AFC, I'm going to copycat you. Um, Chiefs won. Um, who would you have second? I had Titans, too. Titans, yeah. Titans second. And then, actually, you know what? For the sake of argument, Pittsburgh Steelers second. They win close games. Good teams find ways to win. They're number two, and then three Titans, and then the Bills. I think the Bills are a good team. I think they'll. I think they'll win a playoff game, potentially make uh, the AFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. Well coached, physical team. Uh, I think Josh Allen too isn't as. I think if he's able to have you know two good games, uh, you know there's no reason why they can't make the big game. Um, in the NFC, um, Seattle won. So my Super Bowl. Teams that I picked, that's that true. I a lot of flack about. They're still performing. Um, so Seattle won. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Green Bay. They have a lot of holes, but I think we're gonna be able to beat any team in a shootout. And especially when we win our division, we're gonna have home games in Lambeau. Try winning in Lambeau when it's zero degrees. A team like the Saints, I don't think gets it done. Um, and then number three, the Saints. Um, good team. Um, the quarterback play really isn't there, but um, I just think the Rams are too inconsistent to break that top three. Um, they, they, you know, they come out and have a really good performance, and then the next week they, they just look like, you know, uh, they look like their dog died the next day. So it, it, they're, they're too inconsistent for me to put them in a top three. That's fair. Where I would push back is you just said the Packers are pretenders and i have them number two in the I nfc said, i said they'll win a playoff game i i don't know see here's I why i have see, like, i have a homer bias so like no, that's fair the, i mean the, the patrick that said yeah they're pretenders that's the realist and then i'm like nah man we're making the playoffs we're gonna win the super bowl this year that's where the bias comes out a little bit so, and i agree it's tough to win in lambo but i think where the saints would have the edge is they can run the ball they just hand it off to taste. They run the read option with Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, and good luck stopping that. They'll be too cold to run it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, so that, that how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they are. <laughs> we shall see. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you, Sonny D, for uh, not sponsoring this, but being a good, refreshing drink. Actually, speaking nice of speaking of sponsors, I forgot to do this. We'll put in our plug right now. We actually have a sponsor. For this podcast, if you're listening to us on the Unhinged Network, uh, we have just uh, affiliated with Fanatics. So if you need to do some Christmas shopping this holiday season, go to Fanatics. If you go to our uh, Twitter page, at DormRoomDispute, we have a link on there. If you use our link to buy something, we will get a cut of whatever you buy. So you can support the podcast and get your holiday shopping done. So check out our link on Fanatics. So you should shop there. There you go. I believe they own uh, Lids, don't they? Yeah, they do. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's okay. Now, for real, that is all we have for you. Shout out Sunny D, I suppose, and Shop Fanatics. Have a wonderful rest of your week.